You're listening to the Quince podcast. A long time ago, around the 12th century, there lived a king Someshwara who was a lover of food. He wrote a book, Manasollasa or The Mind's Delight, in which he describes hundreds of food items, the ways to prepare them and how they taste. Among them, he talks about the parika. cakes of ground boiled chana dal spiced with salt pepper asafoetida and sugar and fried in oil golden balls crunchy on the outside airy and soft inside the king didn't know it at the time but he had described what today has become the bonda welcome to a spicy crunchy episode of the quince southern slurp I'm Vikram, your host, a foodie and a lover of stories. In this episode, I'm going to bring you as close as possible to tasting the original golden globes of South Indian cuisine, the bondas. Before you drool over the recipes, and yes, there are multiple variants to the bonda, and slip into the ASMR bliss, may I remind you that Southern Slurp is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Jio Saban, and in the podcast section on the quint southern slurp has a playlist across all of these platforms and every episode is a bit like a mixtape of dialogue recipes history poetry and song now it's time we have a ball unintended this memory i have of the bonda is undated I don't know where or when it happened but I vividly remember sitting at a tiffin center in Chennai you know a type of restaurant that only serves tiffin items like idli vada dosa bonda someone was standing across me at the table the tables in such tiffin centers are at standing height you don't sit for tiffin you stand you eat you repeat and you're away anyway a plate of hot round golden fried balls were placed before the man two balls the size of nagpur oranges to the side was thick coconut chutney it was evening and the sunlight was bouncing off the very thin layer of oil on the surface the man held a ball with both hands pressed lightly and split it open instantly the aroma of the mashed potatoes green peas and masalas fried in sesame oil gripped me like a golden lasso steam wafted out of the two halves I had never seen a more beautiful cross section before. The man savored the sight for a few seconds, just like I did, and proceeded to dunk it in chutney and gobble it up. I can still remember the flavor of the pieces of groundnut stuck to my molars. The way the spicy mashed potato filling cooked so wonderfully in fragrant sesame oil melted in my mouth. Why call it Mysore Bonda? Because King Someshwara recorded the recipe and because the bondas were popularized and patronized to a large extent in Karnataka by the royals the most popular version of the bonda is known as the Mysore bonda Someshwara's kitchens used gram flour today's version typically uses rice flour or urad dal Here Kannan who's an expert in fried condiments gives you the traditional recipe for the bonda 
watch out for tips on how to keep it crunchy on the outside and well cooked yet fluffy on the inside போண்டாங்கிறது வந்து கொஞ்சம் கூட எண்ணெயே குடிக்காம எடுத்துட்டு If it's too thick, the bondas won't turn out properly. For one cup of the urad dal batter, you need to add half a cup of rava or suji. Suppose the batter is too watery, you can add a little more rava. Add small pieces of tender coconut, half a green chilli finely chopped, pepper coarsely ground, some ginger if you like. Salt add to taste. Panni nanna idu vandu kalakittu and the kaiyila make your palm and fingers evenly wet and then use them to roll the batter into balls. Once the oil is heated, say by about 3 minutes or so, lower the fire to sim and then drop the balls gently into the oil one by one. Let it fry for 2 to 3 minutes until the bubbles disappear and remove and place over a tissue. For 10 minutes kapro, edit the open panning. When you use your hands to open it, you'll find a cross section that is well cooked, fluffy white with bits of green chili and black pepper and almost no oil in your hands. Try pani paarenga. சூப்பரா இருக்கும் There was a common misconception till a few decades ago that the art of frying in oil was not an indigenous method of cooking. This myth was similar to the myth that idlis were an Indonesian import. It is equally wrong. Don't believe me? You could check out the Southern Slurp episode on idlis where I debunk that myth. I will leave the link in the show notes. Anyway, the oldest Jain writings compiled by around 5th century AD mention supakwam as the name to describe all fried items and it goes on to illustrate two examples one sweet and another savory Charaka the star doctor of the 1st century describes shashkuli a cake of rice flour and sesame seeds ground together made into a ball and fried in pure ghee yum Going further back to 500 BC, Panini, the Sanskrit grammarian, mentions two sweet preparations, apupa and samyava, which imply a full acquaintance with the process of frying. And this apupa recipe of fried rice cakes goes all the way back to 1500 BC, where it finds mention in the Rig Veda. Apparently, it involved frying the rice cakes in ghee and then dousing it in honey. So long story short we've been frying all kinds of stuff including cured and spiced meats shaped into balls for centuries Mau sikhaye tumhe ande ka funda I mean bonde ka funda funda of the name to be precise how the bonda got its name is a bit of a mystery when we describe a round shape in any of the south indian languages it sounds similar to the bonda like bondam in telugu or urundai in tamil or golakarada in kannada and so on but i'd like to take you to odisha where they make a much spicier version of the bonda it's also quite different from the traditional bonda in that it's got stuffing inside here's an interesting segue did you know that there's a language called bonda that's spoken by about 9000 people in odisha fancy that over to sahasranj mahapatra 
a foodie like myself who loves to cook as much as he loves to eat. He'll tell you how to make alu chop, which is what the bonda is called in Odisha. Hey, like that Shakespeare bloke said, a bonda by any other name is the alu chop for us in Odisha. And alu chop is always served with gogani, the yellow peas uh, curry, post lunch snack or evening snack or in most of the places also they serve it in uh, breakfast. If we go to our childhood memories then all our evening snacks used to be uh, alu chop. Yes, it is best enjoyed when it's raining outside and with hot cup of tea. It's just you don't need anything more to enjoy the best out of a rainy season or even winter evening in Odisha. Odisha aluchop is a little bit spicier. In most of the places, people use uh, pachpuran. Mix of fenugreek seeds, uh, onion seeds, snob, mustard and uh, cumin seeds. First, the batter of gram flour is uh, prepared. In most of the places in Urissa, we use uh, either onion seeds, the kalonji, or uh, the karam seeds, the ajwain, in that batter. It is neither very liquid nor very thick. Once the batter is set aside for one hour or so, the boiled uh, potato is smashed and then masala is prepared. So, so for the masala first uh, in the oil goes the tampering. Generally, the tampering is of uh, panchforan, as I said earlier. In many parts also in Odisha, people use uh, curry patta. Uh, so, after the tampering, ginger garlic paste goes into the oil. In most of the places, people don't use ginger garlic paste. But here in Odisha, ginger garlic paste is used. Once that paste is little bit fried in the oil and the that raw flavor is gone, then you add the masala. And generally in dry masala, it is uh, cumin powder and uh, garam masala. Use uh, red chili powder also and little bit of uh, turmeric powder for the color. Once that masala is prepared, smashed potato is added into it and then the mixture is uh, prepared for uh, deep frying. But yes, here there is one more secret also there. A fistful of deep fried peanut is added to the smashed potato to give you that naughty and uh, crunchy flavor. Then smashed potato is mixed into it and then that smashed potato is formed into a balls and then dipped in the batter and uh, that is deep fried. So that is how in Odisha you get the most popular alu chop. Alu chop is added to uh, jalmuri, the puffed rice uh, and little bit of uh, chopped onion and uh, a little bit of green chilies and a uh, little bit of fried peanuts uh, and tablespoon or a teaspoon of uh, mustard oil added to the puffed rice. That is an innovation we ODS have made and you will find it as a evening snacks in most of the places. What a recipe. It makes me look at the bonda in a whole new light. Each fried ball actually contains within it the history of the world if one were to just look at the ingredients and their stories. Dig into a hot bonda and take a listen. The batter, 
is basically salted, occasionally spiced Bengal gram or chickpea flour. Chickpeas find first mention in the Ramayana, which dates back to at least 4000 years ago conservatively. They were physically found in an archaeological site in Madhya Pradesh that dates back to 1200 BC, that's 3300 years ago. During the First World War, they were used as a substitute for coffee because they were cheaper, almost as refreshing and less windy. Now, as a South Indian filter coffee drinker, I think it's all a bunch of hot air. And I do have an entire episode to prove it. Again, I promise to leave the link in the show notes and must you check it out. Moving on, the stuffing itself, comprising of potatoes and spices. Potatoes may have been introduced by the Portuguese in the 16th century, but then there is also mention of similar tubers from much earlier writings on food in India. But the art of dunking mashed spiced veggies or meat into batter and frying was something that was definitely popularized, if not introduced, by the Mughals. I am speaking of the Sambusa, ring a bell, popularly known today as the Samosa. In the Neematnama, Ghiyat Shahi, an eccentric sultan of the 15th century, describes the samosa with meat filling. He gave up his kingdom to his son to enjoy the pleasures of food, among other things. The Mughal influence stayed, so did the Portuguese batata or the potatoes, and they came together to give us the inimitable batata vada, one of the finest savoury recipes India has to offer, and one that breaks all demographic barriers. The Bonda is proud of this version of itself. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Moral of the story, Bondas are of two types. Batter through and through, either Bengal gram or rice based or Urad dal based. And potato stuffing, dunked in batter. There's no better batter among the two to bet on. What a tongue twister. There's no better batter among the two to bet on, but I'll bet you can't stop at two. Until next time, do check out more deliciousness on the Southern Slurp playlist on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Geo Savan, and of course, among the news and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts. And thank you for listening. <laughs>